0: Hello and welcome back to Covenant Conversations with Ash and Esther. It feels like I have not spoken to you guys in months and it probably is that, so I do apologise. I apologise for the hiatus. A lot of things have been happening for your girl. I have got a new job, which is always good. I have moved back to my old flat and so new surroundings, new beginnings and new things. I thought what better way to start the episode than to tell you that good news. God is just doing a madness. Like God is blowing my mind guys. Um, For those of you who have no idea, I also have started a YouTube channel. It would be amazing for you guys to follow that too. And hopefully you can see a bit about my life and me without having to hear my voice, but you can actually see me as well. Um, Today I'm going to set the scene because so many of you love it. I am in my room slash living area slash everything um i'm at a desk right now and i'm drinking vimto because it is like the hottest day ever i don't know about anyone else but i am sweating like mad and yeah i'm really feeling the pains and the pressure of what can only be described as working through suffering (laughs) bear with me guys So I've been thinking about what to share with you guys for a bit now. There's been so much on my mind and so many things that I've been thinking about, so many things that I've been talking about and sharing about with other people, but what do I say to you guys? And I think one of the biggest things that has happened in our generation is that we've allowed our insecurities to make us jealous. We've allowed what society has told us to make us compare. I really wanted to explore that today. Today is all about insecurities and comparison that happens with this kind of generation. Now, I don't know about you guys, but most of my friends, I say most of my friends and I'm speaking prophetically because some of you guys need to get engaged soon so I can have another wedding. (laughs) But... No, on a real, like there's so much going on around me right now. I feel like people are getting new jobs. I feel like people are getting new places. There's new business ventures. You know, people are finishing the old and starting new things, Um, getting into new relationships. There's engagements, there's marriages, there's births, there's everything going on. And um, recently, I've just been having loads of dreams about births. But one thing I've realised is that sometimes when you give birth to something new, you hold on to the old. And um, I've realised that comparison can make you not love the thing that you've given birth to um, as much as someone else's. And maybe it's because we always have this thing in our head of the grass is always greener on the other side. Now, um, in one of my favourite shows right now, Selling Sunsets, um, Chrishell, talks about this and she says the grass is greener where you water it there are so many times in my life where I literally go to God and I'm like God I don't like this I don't like where I am I want to be there I want to be at the next milestone God I don't want to be single God I don't want to be in a relationship God I I don't want to be working because all my friends now have the freedom but then there was a time where I prayed for the thing that I have right now and I'm I'm asking God to you know, give me a break, but I just started. There's always this thing of like, the next thing is better than the thing that I have right now. God just has been constantly reminding me just of the story of the Egyptians and how Moses helped them escape. But it was almost as if when the suffering or the hardship came, they started to compare where they were to where they used to be. And some reason they started to see that as better than what they have right now. For some of you, you may be in a season where you're in this new space, you're in this new uncomfortable territory. You're like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna survive this? How am I gonna do this? And you're looking back and that's not to say that you enjoyed where you were before, but it's to say that you were comfortable where you were before. You knew exactly who was in your life. You knew exactly what you were doing. You knew exactly what you had to do in the daytime. You had a deadline, you had a schedule, you had everything sorted Some of you guys want to go back to that because it was what you knew. And the thing about what you knew is that it will rob you of the new thing that God is trying to give you because you'll constantly be looking back and thinking, ah, it was nice when I was in a relationship, but that person was toxic. It was nice when I, you know, was at university, but you literally cried out to God to take you away from university at that moment. I think it's really important that we just meditate on that and that we really understand that just because it looks great now doesn't mean that it's for you right now. I realize that there's so many of you guys who are sitting at home thinking, why can't I have that person's life? And I feel like we should be practical about things like comparison and practical about things like um, jealousy because it happens in all of us. And I think that if we're not self-aware, if we're not conscious of it, it can rob us of the joy. Um, And there's a quote that I have on my page that's like, joy is a thief of comparison because it is. Um, And so one of my main tips that I would give you guys is to find joy wherever you are. You know, there are some times where it's in a really tricky situation Um, Even in COVID-19, I remember sitting down and being like, I am in a really tough place. Like, I'm in the pressing. I am in this moment where it feels like everything is ending. Everything has, you know, stopped. Everything's halted. You know, where is the money going to come from? I'm now living off of savings. I'm going to be real with you guys because I think it's important. You literally are in this weird place of being like, what now, God? and you think, you know what, my job before COVID-19 is just so amazing, and I want to go back to it, and what was I doing before this stupid virus, and all of that stuff, and you know, I remember there was a time where I sat there, and I said, God, this isn't the job for me right now, and I know it isn't, so move me out of it, and in some way, COVID-19 saved my life, and it saved me from living something that was no longer fruitful for the type of person and the thing that God wanted to pull out of me one thing I would say is that in order to find the joy you need to stop thinking back to where you had joy before and you need to look at where you can have joy now a lot of us need to remember that our joy is actually found in Christ and in Christ alone there has been so much heartache for so many people people have lost family members people have lost their jobs people have lost so many different things you look around and you realize like i'm grateful for who i have left thank you god for covering us thank you god that we still have food in our fridge thank you god that we, we are still um, breathing, that I'm able to breathe properly, there are people who can't even breathe properly, um, thank you God that I still have my mind, that I haven't gone crazy, like honestly there are so much things to be grateful for and when you realise there are so much to be grateful for, it robs you off of having basically sadness and sorrow over what could have been, You need to find affirmations and things to tell yourself. Pep talks. Listen, I get up sometimes and I want to quit some things. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't want to continue doing it. And I'll get up and I'll go, but Ashton, why did you start? But Ashton... Who is relying on you with this? But Ashton, what did you tell God before? Sometimes I write down the promises, the vows that I make to God. And when tough things and tough times happen, I look back at that and I go, but I made that vow. In the same way that tough situations happen in marriages and they look back at the vows they made in sickness and in health for richer or for poorer they look back at those vows and they remind themselves about the promises that they've made so they're not going to divorce very easily you know and I think that to be honest more time the reason why people are getting divorced is because they didn't mean that vow they didn't mean that promise and when the tough got going they looked to other places they looked to other things to satisfy them instead of looking to their partner and saying you know what I made a vow And it might not be comfortable right now, but I made a vow to you. And in the same way, many of you guys have not made vows to yourself. Make a vow to yourself. Promise yourself you'll never go back to that person. Promise yourself that you'll never go back to the person that you used to be. The person who hated life. The person who hated everything. The person who never found joy in anything. The person that you wouldn't have been proud to be. And then also the circles that you used to be in just for the sake of being in it the things that never had purpose, the things that were never actually you know, fruitful in anything. I think a lot of us, if we made promises to God, if we made promises to ourselves and we let our yeses be our yeses and our no's be our no's, it would change so much. I was talking to a friend recently and I was saying, the most important thing for me, for you, is that I want you to be someone of your word. When you tell yourself you're about to accomplish something, you do it. When you tell yourself you're about to do this, you actually fulfill it. And it's not because of my own selfish desire for you to be someone of your word, but it's because it's actually replicating the father. You know, I was reading Genesis and I was just um, like amazed and awe about how sometimes you read scripture back and you realize God is speaking in a new way to you. And that's why I always enjoy reading the Bible. But I was reading in Genesis and there's so many times where God said, you know, let there be light. And then after the next sentence is, and then it happened. God said, da, 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 and then it happened. And I and I read it and I realized that there's a pattern to this, there's a pattern to how God says something and then something happens. And in the same way, if we are supposed to be imitators of Christ, we say something, and then that thing is supposed to happen. And so many times we're so, we're so used to kind of abusing grace. I feel like, you know, we abuse the fact that, you know, You're able to, you know, be forgiven, that other people should forgive you, that other people should love you through it. And yes, they should, but it is important to still have integrity. It's important to do the thing that you said you would do. And the problem with comparison is that comparison allows you to also, it allows you to look at other people and be like, oh, I want that. But you don't realize that most of the reason as to why you don't have what they have right now and you're not able to steward what they have right now is because you haven't stewarded the thing that you have in front of you well. So you're looking and you're like, oh, I want that car, but like God gave you a whole house and you ain't even cleaned it once. There's so many times where you sit there and you go, oh yeah, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And I'm gonna make sure this is done and I'm gonna make sure I'm patterned. And you want the things, but you haven't done the the work. You haven't done the work to get it. And that's not to say that you should work for your blessings all the time because I do believe that sometimes God just gifts you things. But it is to say that there's something about working. There's something about putting your hand to the plow and not looking back. There's something about doing what you said you would do that is important. That is so important because when I realize that I'm just doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing and I'm faithful in that and I'm trying to just be a woman of my words, I ain't even looking to the left or the right because frankly I don't have time. I don't have time to look at them. Maybe it's just me but I have realised and I posted actually this on social media just saying like I need time away I need time away and not just like that I'm always going to be saying I'm fasting every few months but I mean like I need time away each day I need time away each week I need time away just sometimes and it's not selfish you know so I even wrote on um, Instagram I said some days I genuinely don't want to talk to anyone Don't assume it's because I'm going through anything. I just want a day to pause and think. Time away, alone somewhere to think and refocus on the vision without opinions. If you can, take those days. And I just want to reiterate that to you guys. Take those days. Take those days off where your eyes aren't on anyone else but on God. You know, the eyes of a dove is really important because those eyes only focus on the things that they love. There's something in that for you guys. What do your eyes focus on? If you look at someone who's in a relationship, their eyes naturally gravitate to the person that they love. When they are not speaking to someone, or maybe if people are talking to them, you see their eyes just dart over to see what they're doing. It's because... They are looking for the person who they love. They're looking for the person who they're comfortable to be around. They're looking for the person who's normally in their space and in their surroundings. They are attracted to the thing that they've always been attracted to. In the same way that many human beings are attracted to luxury, attracted to things that look expensive. That's why if something's shining, you're more likely to look over at it. What I'm asking you guys is, what are you attracted to? Because I think the world has taught us that we should be attracted to Things that don't give us anything in return, you know, like we're attracted to this luxurious life and we're attracted to the extravagant and grand gestures and we're attracted to, you know, how that person's life looks on the outside. But what you are attracted to and what you're in love with is sometimes money, it's sometimes greed, it's sometimes further than even just being like, oh, I just admire who they are. No, you're attracted. To the validation that they get from their gift you're attracted to the way in which their fans speak about them sometimes you're so dumbfounded about the fact that someone could speak about that person and not be able to speak about you in that way and you have no idea what goes on in that person's life you want a life that you're attracted to for the wrong reasons your desire is for something for the wrong reasons and so what I'm asking you is what are you in love with what are you in love with what are you in love with? For some of you, you're in love with people and the validation that they that comes with them. But some of you, you're in love with yourself. <laughs> you're in love with yourself and your flesh and whatever appeases it. But we have to get back to being in love with God because only when you're in love with God can you really be able to love yourself and other people because you see yourself in a reflection of him. You see yourself in the image of him. You you want to be just like him and not like anyone else. And comparison goes when you're in love with God. There's something about being like God, I wanna be just like you and realizing the mortality of a human being. Realizing that, you know what? You ain't all you cracked up to be. There's something about looking at God and not looking at other people that makes comparison die. This world wants you to compare. The algorithms on social media wants you to compare. If you even think about it, I think about my everyday life. I have to compare how well one tweet was against another as a social media manager. I have to look at analytics and compare data. I have to look at people and be like, okay, does that what's going on there? Why is that not generating this? Why is that not doing this? Even though the substance of some things are better than the other. And so what I'm trying to tell you guys is that comparison can sometimes take away from the substance. But what is the substance is what's important. There are things that we put out. You know, there's things that even I put out. You know, sometimes I think, oh, it hasn't been good reception. But I think about, okay, but comparison is only making you feel like that. Because if there was no likes, like Instagram's trying to do, they're trying to take away you being able to see how many likes there are in a picture and... If you never saw any of that and you just saw the substance of a thing, you'd be like, this is good and this is good content and this is what I want to do. And so sometimes comparison, it takes away from the joy of what you're doing and the purpose behind what you're doing. What you see on social media, genuinely, people say it all the time, it's highlight reels. But even more than highlight reels, it's from people who sometimes they care about the applause of man more than they care about what they're actually doing. Sometimes people are posting just to say that they've posted, just to say that they've got acknowledgement of things and rewards for it, accolades, achievements. And most of the things that we post, we post for other people's approval. You know, there's many of you guys who might be looking at other people's relationships going, I really want that. But you have no idea what is happening behind closed doors. You have no idea of the arguments. You have no idea of the other things. And while you can be happy for them, I would say that you have to be precautious about how much you compare your life to theirs, because your life will look completely different. And we have to understand that. We have to understand the purpose of life. We have to understand that um, we can't compare something that is has nothing to be compared to. Like you can't compare their relationship to an imaginary imaginary relationship in your head. It's not going to work, and you're going to put so much more pressure on yourself than is needed. So I would say relax. I would say understand that your life and the way that you're supposed to look is completely different from everyone stop trying to be like the world when god has set you apart just be you and walk in that because i think Comparison tries to make you be someone else, tries to make you dress nicer, tries to make you look a certain way. And we've realised that we've become a superficial generation. Everyone wants to look good. Everyone wants to be aesthetically pleasing. You look at couples and you're like, oh, them two shouldn't be together because they don't look a certain way. And I just want to remind you guys that God really does look at the heart of things. And that is what you guys have to do. The heart of something is the substance, very essence the very intention behind it, the motive behind it. There are going to be many people who are going to be posting all the time. There are going to be many people who seem as if there's some way and they're not. In order for you to discern that, one way is that you can't be invested emotionally. And another way is that You have to realise that they're not the same as you. And so you have to give people grace when they make mistakes. But you also have to not put them on a pedestal that when they make a mistake, you're upset because you compared your life to theirs. And now you just don't feel like things are achievable when you are completely different people called for completely different audiences and called for completely different things. Do not compare. And so, as always on Covenant Conversations, I'm going to pray for you. Mm. I just want you to allow God to just quiet the still um, and sometimes loud thoughts in your head and the whispers of the enemy. And um, yeah, just, just don't think for a second. Father God, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for the person listening. I thank you for their heart. I thank you for their mind. I thank you for their soul. Thank you, Lord, that you even got us through the weeks. Father God, I thank you, Lord, that you know you will never leave us nor forsake us thank you lord that you didn't make us the same as everyone else lord thank you lord that in order for a body to function all the parts have to be working according to how they were made and so father god i just want to say lord that we give you everything we give you the things that we've been comparing. We give you the people who we've compared ourselves to. We give you bitterness. We give you the jealousy. We give you everything, Lord. And we say, can you just take it away, Lord? And can you just give us thoughts that are of you, thoughts that are pure, thoughts that are noble, and thoughts that are true, Father God? May we be truthful to who we are and for who you have called us to be and no one else. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for still tuning in because I know that it's been a long time coming. Um, and yeah, I just love you guys, man. I was going to end this season. I can't lie. I was thinking about ending this season just because I feel like we've had our run and I feel like it will give me time to plan for the next one. And hopefully, guys, some great news. Um, I am moving into a new place. So um, that will give us a lot more freedom. But something in me is saying I need to do a few more episodes of this season so I'm going to do that thank you guys for being so faithful so patient and yeah I can't wait for this to grow I know that we are nearly at a thousand plays so um, share with your friends and tell them all about it I promise you I'll be more consistent and I will see you on the next episode